a huge thank you to Hrefs for sponsoring the full second season of Work in SEO podcast. Hrefs is an all-in-one SEO toolset with free and reliable learning materials. Junior marketer, SEO expert, you'll find Hrefs toolsets powerful yet easy to master. As a beginner, you can learn how to perform many SEO tasks thanks to Ahrefs YouTube videos, beginner's guides, and blog. By the way, do you know that Ahrefs is hiring? Do check their open positions on ahrefs.com slash jobs. Hi, everyone. This is a Working SEO podcast. I am Isaline Mulhauser, founder of Work in SEO podcast and job board. Today's episode is about managing clients' expectations. We have a fantastic guest here to share her experience. It's Nadia Mojahed, digital SEO consultant based in Geneva, Switzerland. In 2019, she founded her own boutique agency, seotransformers.com. Hi, Nadia. Hello, Isaline. Thank you for having me today. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. I'm happy that we're doing this. With pleasure. And I'm excited to share some experiences and some learnings that I've got along the way with dealing and managing SEO projects. So do you remember when you first heard about SEO? It has been a long time ago. I've been actually working in digital marketing since a quite long time, and I was always curious about Google and development of the web. So I always followed the updates about search. Maybe it was going backwards, maybe yeah, not that, that very long time ago compared to maybe to the start of the web, but it was maybe 15, 12 years ago when I early started my, my, my work. And what did you like about SEO? For me, I found it very exciting that you could put content to the world and simply control and regulate what, what appears on search and the power it has on person or a brand or a company's digital presence. I find it very interesting that it combines content, strategic, analytical skills, as well as digital PR. I find it a unique combination that is not found in any other uh, domain for me personally. Is it the, this wide variety of tasks and things to do that makes it so interesting for you? Yes, actually, it, it fulfills all my the elements that I would like to, to do. Like when it comes to content, you have this creative part. When it comes to analytical parts, it has it has that part. Yeah, so it has this exciting mix of uh, skills and variety of works to do, as you said. And so we mentioned that you recently started your boutique agency. And how is it going? It's going well. It's going well. The first year was very challenging in terms of setting up the processes, the services, the scope of services as well, who, to define the clients that I would like to work with and that I could bring the most value for. The second year went, I mean, well in terms of having things already established and, and uh, refining processes more. And the third year went 
much easier and uh, like it's getting it's always exciting and it's getting more and more exciting and um, there's much to learn but lots of projects and lots of value to add to the projects actually Nice. Well, it was a bold move to do that. Well, you couldn't know that a pandemic was about to uh, arrive, but it was uh, very brave indeed to just, you know, go for it and start. So congrats on that before we even go further. Yes. What type of tasks do you most often do for your clients? Usually I work with a client with clients for the optimization of their digital presence. So for that, I take care of setting up the uh, SEO strategy, the competitive research, uh, the keyword research, the technical optimization and the tracking and op- the continuous optimization. I have also some projects that are, let's say, uh, specific to certain tasks, but this is, I mean, uh, the majority of projects are managing all aspects of the optimization for the website. What type of clients do you have most often? I have clients actually from different sectors. I have UN organizations, from the education sector and finance, SaaS service as um, a software as a service. I have uh, clients in as e-commerce and finance. So it's, it's really different type of customers. Which type of clients most often arise this issue of confused or unsettled expectations? I find that more with um, with clients who are starting the SEO process for the first time. I find it like very challenging and uh, interesting to educate customers about the SEO process because it's different than any other process. Like for for, for clients, they are usually uh, used. What is the SEO, uh, the sales process as? What is the business development process as? But when it comes to SEO, especially like we're talking about websites, like it takes time uh, for them to understand what the process is, the difference between web developers and SEOs, content writers and SEOs, what does the SEO optimization mean in practice. And as well, I find it very, very common that because they don't understand the SEO process as a whole and the results, how it works, then, for example, some clients would like to just start the process for, try it for a couple of months and then stop to see the the results. Or, for example, they would like to do this part, but not this part. And, um, for example, they like some clients wanted to give me the whole website development scope because they thought like SEO is also like uh, uh, does web development despite clarifying things clearly and also setting up contracts as well clearly. So confusion can easily happen with clients when it comes to SEO. So would you say it's mostly like smaller companies or companies who don't have a someone appointed to marketing when you discuss directly with the owners? Like the start of the SEO process itself is what I think causes lots of challenges because it's something new, whether for small companies or also like bigger companies. With bigger companies, there are when they start with the SEO process, maybe the challenges 
arises with, for example, like uh, challenges with the communication with technical teams, agreeing on the things to prioritize or like what the value of what the value can certain SEO processes generate or do certain changes or taking, uh, you know, like the, the, the green light on doing certain certain changes. So in brief, like the beginning of the SEO process is very challenging, but also like, uh, f- like I, I found that also like there are some challenges that can happen with with companies who are already uh, have started the SEO process uh, optimization when it comes, for example, to wanting to uh, carry on SEO practices that might not be useful for them or like relying on automatic tools to they're used, for example, to do certain things in a specific way, but they're just used to, to do them in a specific way. And for them, results like because they haven't seen better results for for them they're used to to have the, the scope of results and uh, the optimization done in a certain way and then they just like they resist change or a new approach of doing seo and uh, yeah uh, handling the the website content and code so you would say it's it's mostly for companies who start the seo process or which means who have a low maturity in terms of what they know about SEO and what it can bring to their business or companies who don't want to try new ways of doing uh, SEO tasks they might have been doing for a long time. Yes. So do you think that's a particular in the Swiss market? I most of my clients are actually based in Switzerland. They are some of them are targeting uh, international audiences and some of them are actually like they are international businesses themselves that that we collaborate with different teams in different uh, countries it's hard to generalize actually so i uh, yeah so that 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 was my experience i wouldn't say it's specific to to this region i'm not sure i I can't say on that that's very interesting because you you actually speak English and you're based in French-speaking Switzerland. So your clients, I can ex- expect, speak English also. And I would have expected also based in French-speaking Switzerland, but working with French-speaking clients, I would have expected that English-speaking clients would be more mature because they have probably access to more resources, more immediate resources that are in English because most of SEO happens in English rather than French. I think it's just very interesting fact that they face similar similar issues. Very interesting to learn as well uh, from you that you find it similar as well. I had actually a, a project where I communicated with a French-speaking web developer and he's been working and to optimize websites. Like that's what he... Uh, he communicated that he's been he has long years of experience working on websites uh, and improving them for SEO technically but i find it very what he knew about SEO was not the the updated version of SEO or, or like yeah just like to mention as this particular case that i had a collaboration with a french speaking yeah so maybe uh, yeah maybe that relates also to the 
you know, like, yeah, in English, it's the, the communication and the updates are faster to spread and Google guidelines are the most mature and etc. Tell me about a situation when the client was unsettled and confused about the SEO progress. What's happened then? So I here I would mention my first ever project that I uh, handled. It was the most challenging one, not because it was the first, but also it was also challenging. The client was not aware of that they did not have a web agency that supported them uh, further with their projects. They had also the marketing collaborator who resigned. So for them, after settling down the contract, after explaining everything, the process and everything seemed to be very clear. And I wanted to start with the uh, working on the project and uh, to communicate with the web developer, to have access to the website, to make an introduction with the content writer. So I just realized that she's not here. The web developer, they did not respond. And after a few trials, they said that we apologize. We can't collaborate any longer on this project. I went back to the client. The client were like, oh, but we actually, they are not here, but you can help us with those, with those elements of the website, of the SEO. And they... So despite settling everything well and clarifying in the, uh, in the contract what was what, there was still like a, a confusion in the client's mind. Maybe they just wanted to include more services and they wanted for them, they just like you handle everything. And it was like, for me, it was a real challenge because their website was built on pure HTML basis. They don't have a CMS neither. So uh, to put things in place, I had to negotiate with the client on like, what does it mean to what I'm going to do? And then I, I managed to renegotiate the scope of SEO to reduce it. Not that I, that I was very happy about this because, you know, like when it comes to SEO, you need to put more efforts in order to generate, to give it what it needs because the competition was so high for that industry. It was uh, for home and beauty. and Managing as well the uh, technical part of pure HTML pages were really a big challenge, and especially with a very limited budget that I had to outsource an agency for that and to manage all aspects together. And the SEO optimization is so hard when, when you don't have an CMS. Every change you need to upload the pages again and to do like lots of, um, yeah, it, it takes time. So I learned from that actually is that really it's very important to invest uh, in creating a contract that is tailored to your business and not copied from another businesses because it can protect you a lot uh, for that. I learned from that also to communicate with agencies locally or at least near shore and not like uh, offshore uh, far away. The agency that I have worked with to build the HTML pages after actually submitting the first draft, those pages have disappeared for a couple of days. And I was like, so panicking, what's what's happening? Then they came back after two days and they said like, oh, we're sorry, we had a cyclone in our uh, country and that disrupted all the telecommunication powers. And it was like, for me, like I wasn't aware of that and I didn't even follow the news or like, uh, yeah. So for that, I also learned that it's important to follow 
the news and the updates of the country that you're doing businesses with, things can happen. You don't know what they are. Of course, the cultural aspects also help on the smooth communication with the projects. And yeah, as I mentioned, having really contracts that are tailored to your business and to your services are key and it saves you lots of time and uh, yeah, an unnecessary uh, hassle. As I understand in this situation, the client expected that you were sort of uh, you were sort of the web project manager and that you you would implement everything as well and yeah you were the single point of contact and they expected you to do everything kind of they didn't understand the role of what you would do and who you would need to work with right yes yes just do it just like make it happen yeah <laughs> then it seems close to impossible like especially if you are a consultant and not an agency, like you don't have a tech team sitting next to you ready to help out and do things. Yes. And also like, I mean, like sometimes, like I include it now in my service contract that additional services are to be charged at that additional cost. It should be really clearly mentioned before. I mean, clients, should also know that SEO is within this scope. Other scopes are also like at additional services because they mean something different. Without leaving things, really putting dots at the end of sentences, without putting things clear, confusion, or like even if, if there is like, there is sometimes confusion that can happen. There are sometimes people who can use the vague situation or undefined things to their interest or to the situation that might arise here or there. It's really interesting because preparing this podcast recording, when I thought about client's expectation, I thought about, oh yeah, it's too slow. They expect something quick like Google Ads and they have to wait six months. But as I listen to you, I understand that confusion in client expectation arise also in the scope of what you're doing and who you collaborate with. Yes. Can you tell me what you added in your client's onboarding process after this experience? What you do today differently? Yeah, actually, like uh, I, I take time to plan. I, I have a, a list of communication uh, touch points with clients and things that I include as introduction to the SEO service that I make sure to communicate before, like at negotiating the contract, at the contract, like I enrich also the proposal that I send initially to, to clients and also the, the first information that I send. And I define when would be the communication with the clients. I tell them exactly when they will be communicated for what. I explain to them all the process. What does it mean? Like when we work on content, what does it mean? I share with them also examples of previous works or previous reports and templates that I use so that they know when they receive it, what does it mean? I ask them as well, what would you like to see? Like uh, some clients for them, they want to be involved and they would like to see what does it mean for a technical audit uh, report. For other cl clients, like one client was shocked, like, oh, what did you send me? It's just like a medical doctor's report. Like I, I shouldn't be seeing this. I'm just like, it's too much. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with that. So after that, I learned that to ask the client, what would they, they expect to see? 
if they would like to be involved in the in the communication on the web changes or not, because sometimes it takes lots of time to collaborate with the web developers and also to budget the timing for that is very important. And to ask them what kind of reports they would like to see. So I define the KPIs with them. And then the reflection in terms of reports, I ask them what resources they have. And just to make sure that we agree on the resources from the, the, the end, that end and what would be my scope in and the collaboration that I will be taking with the sources. So I plan for the project, for the communication, for the resources, and I usually keep a regular regular meetings every two weeks, once maybe at the beginning for, with some clients once a week. Uh, we started with maybe uh, half an hour, sometimes 45 minutes, so that they, can, they are on track with everything. So, and yeah, so the, the first briefing and also before the project ends, I also do a debriefing, a prayer to the debriefing meeting to finalize all pending issues and then the debriefing as well. In a discovery call, what would you, what are the things that you think you have to share with the clients, you know, to start with a healthy expectation? You mentioned that you have a list of things like at the very beginning what do you mention at the discovery call i just learn from them what they know about seo what they have done i go visit their website i ask them what they think their competitors are and what are the most important services what drives them money what has worked what has not worked earlier and then according to that i explain the process I explain like the milestones, like this is like with the timelines, this is step one. It will take one to two months, for example. This is the milestones here. I will be need, I need to communicate with this. Like usually I define like when the lead is, when we are finalizing the collaboration and we are about to sign the contract, I have the timelines and the contact points and this uh, the process already in place so that when we sign the contract they have it already uh, they have it as a visual as well so they have it already in front of them we go through it together so that they understand what's the process because some of them actually if they just receive keywords after, for example, you do a keyword research and then you need the client to sign off to make sure that the, those are relevant to the business. And that's, that's exactly what, what, what we can be targeting the, the clients with. So for them, like they think like, oh, that's the keyword research and that's the content optimization. How can we have it in our web pages? So it's very important to explain things ahead of time because things can be thought of in ways that you can think of actually sometimes to finish this podcast because we've already spoken a lot what would be you like four most important learning about clients expectation during this, this last three years as a consultant i found it's always uh, useful to think about seo process seo as a service is a promise like each service is a promise and the promise uh, for the SEO project doesn't only contain end results and return on investment. It also includes communication, touch points, resources, 
timelines and each need to be cl- clarified at the beginning. The second, as I mentioned, to have really the agreement and the contract uh, well thought of and uh, drafted with the help of a professional to protect yourself. The third is that you're not supposed to know everything. It's And uh, sometimes it's very useful that you intervene and you can bring experts in that field to help you with certain specific things. Because as you work with different websites, you can't know all technologies together. Don't be afraid to shout out for help, to get other experts on board with you. And last, always leave, think of how would you like to leave clients with, not only in terms of information, but how would you like your clients to feel after they communicate with you, after having uh, the interaction with you. It's very important as well that you, you feel good together, you agree on certain values, on, on, on actually the core of the collaboration together. And what do you see for SEO Transformer in 2022? What's coming next for you, consultancy? That's a very exciting question. I find that maybe for next year would be more of collaboration in terms of events uh, i see more of uh, events uh, in the in the community and uh, uh, local events as we started this this uh, this year to continue on that more experimentation when it comes to seo tools ai more of yeah using trying with different playing around with different technologies to see how to improve uh, yeah and optimize processes further Nice. So I see we can expect from you uh, events and new optimized process. That sounds, that's really exciting. And if someone wants to continue the conversation with you, where can they find you? I would love to hear from people. I'm, I'm, I'm on social media, on LinkedIn with the name Nadia Mujahid, on Twitter as well, or through my website the contact form, I will be happy to answer questions, to keep in touch and to discuss about SEO, collaboration, new opportunities together. Great. I'll make sure to uh, add the links to your social contact. And of course, I'll add a link to your website. And thanks a lot for being here with us today and for sharing some of your experience as a consultant. Thank you so much, Ezaline, for having me here and for this all this great effort in putting on together, you know, bringing people in SEO and uh, yeah, those great community efforts. We need more women in SEO and uh, yeah, you're you're helping a lot and in, in encouraging lots of women to to join the ship. Oh, thanks a lot. Well, I I really hope so. And if You have one thing to remember if you're listening to this podcast is that we are seriously all learning in every field. So you completely belong and you just just carve your path and you'll be fine and reach out to us. So to Nadia, if you like, or to me, I'm on Twitter at WorkinSEO. Please, if you have any feedback or comments, suggestion, get in touch with me. I'm really happy to hear. Also, this podcast 
you find the transcripts on workingseo.com blog and you'll have a link in the description and yeah that's it thank you for listening to us it was really exciting to have nadia here with me and uh, see you in the next podcast thanks a lot and goodbye thank you Isabel.